Hi everyone, good to have you with us for our talk of the week and we're in this series on John. We're looking at who is Jesus through John and I think this is our fourth week on that. Last week uh, I did a, a break in the series and talked about the shape of hope uh, after COVID. So that's putting out to you all uh, what our intentions are for how we gather and how we do church uh, when we're allowed to gather again, so it's from September time. And it's been great having conversations off the back of that and feedback, and we'll share some of that in our next fortnightly email. Uh, so on to John, and today we've got Joseph Davies is here, and he's going to be speaking to us from John. Um, you might want to know Joseph, he's, he and Chloe have been coming along to Hope through, uh, through COVID, and um, he's well known really within the city. Uh, Joseph's been on the team coordinating the night shelter that we do here every winter time, so he's been doing that uh, this year. And he's also been uh, involved in, in leading worship and prayer intercession across the city uh, as part of the burn. So a lot of a lot of hopers have got connections there as well, providing that sort of canopy of prayer and worship over the city. So really great to have Joseph um, speaking to us from John. And um, I'm just going to pray now. Holy Spirit, thank you for this man. Thank you that he's here to open up the scriptures to us. And we want to receive um, life and truth from you as he does that. So we, 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 we open ourselves up, uh, Holy Spirit, to you and pray that you feed us. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Chris. Um, I just want to start by saying thank you so much for the way that you guys have, have welcomed us in. It's been, it's been really great. So thank you so much for everyone that we've, we've connected with since we've um, been coming along to Hope. Um, we knew quite a few of you already, so it was just really fun to to connect in and to to be a part of things. So, just a big thank you from Chloe and our two girls, Eden and Faith. Just really enjoyed um, getting to know some of you. Looking forward to getting to know more guys from Hope. Um, I might just jump in again, Joseph, and just say that I forgot to mention all the noise. You might hear some background noise. Oh. We've got some stonemasons on the roof thumping around and a bit of angle grinding. And we've got uh, Hope on Wednesday up in the prayer centre as well. So that's the noise you'll be you'll hear in the background. Yeah, that's cool. So I just, yeah, feel really honoured to be asked to share with you today. Um, so thank you for listening. Um, when I was just waiting on the Lord about what to share today, I just sensed that he, he wanted to remind us about the importance of encountering his love. And when we look at the Gospel of John, there are so much of, of, of the Gospel is given to long discourses with, with Jesus and different people. Um, some of them quite unique to John. So when Jesus met with um, Nicodemus in John 3, he met him in the middle of the night. There's no, that's the only reference to that encounter is in John. The same with the woman, the Samaritan woman, um, in the well, that's a special um, close encounter with, with Jesus where, where she encountered God's love. And, and with Peter, I feel there's a unique, um, the Gospel of John just really tracks the story with Peter in a very unique way, um, ending with this, with this question, Peter, do you love me? And so, so continuing this, this um, series with um, who is Jesus looking at in the, in, in the Gospel of John, 
I want to start by saying that Jesus is the embodiment of the Father's love. He is the manifestation. He was and is the manifestation of the Father's love. And and as we see through many of the stories, and we'll we'll mention some of them today, and I'll share some of my own uh, personal stories with you today. Um, I just feel like he wants to remind us today that the encounters don't just stop here, and they're not just in our past, they're for the present. And we should be expecting more and more encounters of his love, more and more encounters with Jesus. The spirit of Jesus is right here, right now, living among us. And so I just want, I just, my prayer right now is that as we look at this, the faith levels for encountering Jesus' love and ultimately the Father's love will just continue to increase. So, what does, what does John say? In John 10, it says that, actually, let me just um, read a passage first. So John 14, uh, verse 8, Philip says, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. And Jesus replies, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still do not know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the, fa- and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me and does his work through me. And this is a theme that, that John really wants to highlight. Um, Rush really painted this picture really well. He started, he actually taught in the first session about the Trinity. In John, we see such a beautiful picture of the Trinity, which is unmistakable. And Jesus says again and again, the Father and I are one. If you see me, you see the Father. And as I'm saying that, I'm reminded that that's true for us. That when you see me, you can see the Father. And that's, that feels like a really bold claim but I, I believe it. I feel like when we, when we go on this journey of faith, that the, that the love of God, the passion and the affection of the Father, it sort of, um, it seems like it kind of, it seems too simple and it seems too good to be true. And it's something that we teach our children and, or something that I try and teach my children. And, and sometimes we feel like, okay, great, we've got that tick, let's move on. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, and I just want to share this with you, is that there isn't a higher theology than, than the Father's love. That his affection for you and his, his devotion to you is worth all of our time. That we don't, we don't really graduate past this revelation, we don't graduate past this um, this revelation and we can never really because we're always on this journey of really understanding it and really grasping it in our hearts we may feel like we've got it in our minds but there's it's a whole different picture in terms of really um, experiencing it in our hearts um, 
a passage of, well, a parable that just remains with me and just keeps coming back again and again. And I just find, I just really connect with this person. It's the elder son in the parable of the two sons. Um, so many of us connect with the younger son that went away and um, was rebellious and did his own thing and then came back and just encountered the love of God and felt the father's grace. And I love that part of the story. But it's actually the older son that I that resonates way more with me. Um, I've been a Christian most of my life, and as as Chris alluded to a little bit at the start, is I really value doing kingdom stuff. I love you know working and and giving my time to see the kingdom advance, and I love to do it. I love the church. God's given me a big heart for the church and, and to see his church grow and to mature. But there's a danger for me, similar to the older son. And uh, Jesus taught that parable in the, in the presence of what would have been church leaders, the Pharisees at the time, as a warning. And, um, and just to remind you, this, this older son was working hard, working so hard in the field. And yet he didn't know the father. He didn't know the father's heart. And there wasn't this sense of knowledge of the father's affection, the father's love. He was working so hard um, and diligently. And yet he had missed the point. He missed, he missed the the whole essence of what was going on. He wasn't able to celebrate his youngest son and he wasn't close to his father. And that's, that's a warning for us as well. As we continue to do kingdom work, and, and I'm, I've, I've always admired that about Hope Chapel. People at Hope Chapel, I've noticed over the years, just tracking and following the church, that you guys do, you do it. So you, you, you see it, you believe it, and then you do it. And I've always admired that. I think there is a warning for us here in terms of we, we also need to know and encounter the love of the Father. That as we go and do, we're doing it from that place. Um, so I want to give that encouragement today because I think it's, this is just so significant. And as we see in John... Jesus patiently meets with all these different people. He meets with Nicodemus. He's willing to meet with him at night. And he's willing to listen to his questions and listen and talk. If you haven't seen The Chosen, I'd recommend it. There's a beautiful um, rendition of this in season one that I think is beautiful. Please watch it. And it just, it totally changed the way that I saw that encounter. But the love and the affection that Jesus showed that Pharisee and the time that he gave him was beautiful. And he still does that today. And it's interesting standing here, and I don't know if you can hear the, the noise, there's like building work being done, as Chris said, and it sounds like they're just chipping away and they're banging and they're chipping. It reminds me of the work of the Holy Spirit in my heart, that sometimes he doesn't just kick the door down and just give us that that moment of great breakthrough that we desire. 
or that we don't even know that we desire and, and need. Through little moments, he's just chipping away at our hearts. He's softening our hearts to receive his love and his affection. And I want to share um, three stories um, briefly to you. Because I just want to stir this up and I also want to make it really real. appreciate sometimes when we talk about the Bible, sometimes we can talk about it. It doesn't really feel like, it just kind of feels a bit out there. So I just want to share some personal stories for you to help just land some of the stuff. away Jesus all right that's cool um the first story just really briefly when I was young I used to think that I was really good at football and I wasn't the coolest guy I had very short hair big glasses I wasn't very confident and I don't know about your school experience but what we would do at play at playtime we would stand on the wall and we would wait there'll be captains you'd get picked and without fail, I was always the last person picked. It was sort of like, and you can have the rest whenever they got to the end. And I never understood that because I thought I was quite good. I scored quite a few goals. But um, I just thought that was life. And when I was um, a teenager, when I was first beginning to hear the voice of Jesus in my life, one of the first things that he said to me was, He said, I would pick you. You're my chosen one. If I was captain, I would pick you. And he, for some reason, he took me back into that playground and said, Joseph, I choose you. You would be on my team. And that wrecked me. As a teenager, I had quite long hair at the time, but I was just a mess. I wasn't very cool at that point. Um, I encountered the love of Jesus in a, in a powerful way. I, I met Jesus. He said something to me that I didn't even, wasn't even looking for him to say, but he knew what he, what I needed to hear. And similarly, um, there was a moment um, when I was uh, at university. And again, he said something to me that I, I don't know, I was just walking down, I was just walking across a field I'm just so grateful for the spirit of Jesus pursuing us. He showed me this picture of this huge ear. So I was walking to a lecture or something. I don't know where I was going. And it was just, I just had this picture of this huge ear. It was massive. And I was like walking straight into it. And all the Holy Spirit said was, hey, Jim, I'm all ears. And, and it moved me. And and he, he, he continued just to keep saying things on that theme. And I didn't really understand why. But then I realized that the way that I perceived the father, that he was this, this really distant, far removed, kind of disinterested God. And the spirit of Jesus was just speaking to me and saying, Joseph, talk to me. Talk to me. I want to hear what you have to say. And um, and then I can't remember the time scale, but I heard him sing a song over me, and it was just beautiful. And I don't always get that, but he was just encouraging me to talk to me. And um, even now, um, I'm in a. It feels like a bit of a strange situ- 
time in my life. But I sense that the Holy Spirit is, is teaching me how to be a son. And he's, he's saying to me, look at Jesus. He is the son. He is the embodiment of love. Embrace him and follow him and be like him. He is the son of all sons. And um, without these encounters, my faith, my walk, my journey becomes very lifeless. It becomes so dry. It becomes so academic. It's just all knowledge. But with these encounters, everything that I read about in the Word becomes real. It lands, and it all just suddenly makes sense. The love of God makes sense. It makes everything else make sense. When you encounter the love of God, when you have those moments, they don't always have to be big moments, by the way. Sometimes you just need to feel his smile over your life. You just need to feel his affection. Everything else kind of falls away. And it just, it just all makes sense. Well, it doesn't even necessarily have to make sense. But it just feels like everything just lines up. I think you know what I mean. And thinking again about the, the, the account that, that John gave us, you'll notice as you read, he refers to himself as the disciple that Jesus loved. And what's interesting is that when you read the text, often when he is not the, John is not the primary character, if you look at it from a text point of view, he's not the primary person in the text. He's often the kind of passive or secondary person. There's really normally another character that the scriptures are focusing on in that moment, whether it's Peter, um, you know, in John uh, 21, where Jesus, I mean, Peter's talking to, to Jesus and he says, what about him? Referring to the type that Jesus loved. John refers to himself as, as that, as that title. And I believe, it, I used to think when I first read that, that it was arrogant. I used to think, wow, why is he putting himself above the other disciples? Why is he creating hierarchy? But I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I think he is someone who has encountered the love of God through Jesus. He, is, he, is, he has encountered the love of Jesus. He has he's, he's encountered it in a deep way that his confession of who he is is that he's the disciple that, that Jesus loves. It's not an arrogance thing. It's a confession of his heart. It's a reality of his heart. And something that the Father showed me was, you know, um, so like I mentioned, he said, Joe, you're my chosen one. He gave me a name for him um, as well. He said, you know, call me uh, close one. Call me close one. Because I wasn't really connecting with any of the names that I was reading in the Bible but at that time. Um, and he, he knew that. And, and he said, Joseph, call, call me close one. Because that's who I am to you. Um, and I want to ask you today, just finish with this question. What is your confession? What is the defining word over your life? Who are you because of him? Yeah.
I'll leave you with that. But I just want to pray a prayer of blessing over you as you're watching this wherever you are. For um, just a prayer, uh, just to pray a prayer of blessing that you would just really sense the love of God right now. That um, as you read the, the, the gospel according to John, that the affection of God would just come through really clear. So let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you're so close to us. Thank you that you are the full embodiment of, of the Father, that you were and, know, and you are today. I thank you for your, just, your fierce love for us, your deep and your wonderful love for us. I thank you for your um, for highlighting this, this word about encounters and the importance of encountering your love. And I pray that you would you would really um, help us prioritize and expect encounters in our lives with you, that we'd be looking for it every day, that they don't have to be big, but they can be small, but they're just so wonderful. Being with you, Jesus, encountering your love, sensing your presence, sensing your affection for us. We need this more than we know. So I ask for many more encounters with you. Thank you, Jesus, that you're obedient. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being with us now. Amen.